Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the list in your boy at Fightful.com. With Jimmy Van and Sean Rossap, they're on fire. Boom shakalaka. 200 strong. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is January 4th, 2023. It's List and Your Boy from Fightful. We thank all of you for being here. Man, we have had just an insane couple of weeks. Just a, a, a wild couple of weeks. Uh, we had a, a ton of Wrestle Kingdom coverage. I talked to Okada, Osprey, and Switchblade Jay White in promotion of that show, and one of the best matches I ever saw, Jimmy. You can say that the feud started during a Fightful interview. Kenny Omega started picking on Will Osprey back in June and during our interview, and that was one of the damnedest things I've ever seen. We're going to talk about New Japan. We're going to talk about a lot of things off the top of the show. I've not been on the air since Monday. I had taken the night off to watch the Bengals-Bills game, and unfortunately there was a, a very tragic incident that happened there. I want to send uh, our love to family and and damar hamlin we had a super chat that said uh respectfully i'd like for you to keep in mind you have an international audience when you address things outside of wrestling like the on-field heart attack the other day please use a few seconds to give context to those who don't know well i've not been on the air since then it was cardiac arrest it was a little bit different than that i'm not a medical doctor the information is out there from people who are actually uh sports journalists and cover that type of thing but um, there, there have been some very unfortunate and scary incidents like just just along along that river over the last few months with with hangman getting stretchered out and Tua Tunga Vailoa having uh, the issues that he had. I was unfortunately there for for both of those. And then this uh, this obviously the most serious we're talking about a man fighting for his life. So I wanted to send love to him and his family. I'm very proud of the Cincinnati and Buffalo communities for, for coming together there. But uh Wanted to send a lot of love to that because if you guys follow me on uh, on Twitter, I'm I'm a big Bengals guy, and that was that was a very very scary thing. But you know, the first person who, ironically enough, predicted the ailment that I saw was Jerry the King Lawler. Did you see that? Sure, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
And I, and I saw Taz uh, posted on Twitter about, you know, wrestlers need to stop, you know, with like stiff shots to the, to the midsection and whatnot, because it's the kind of stuff that you just never thought about, but uh, it can happen. And, and he was very fortunate, I guess, that he had uh, medical personnel I'm talking about uh, Hamlin. He's lucky he had medical personnel on the ready. And last I heard uh, he's, he's getting better. I guess his oxygen level that, that he requires is half of what it was. Went from 100% oxygen to 50, which is, right. is very, very good. Um, also, something good that, that came of this, uh, he had a fundraiser set up for a toy drive that he did when he was in college. He had nothing to gain from that. I don't even think the NIL program was in effect then either. The goal was $2,500. It has risen to $6.5 million. Uh, Chris Jericho donated $10,000, which is incredible you always see him doing that so i uh, just want to say that that's that's incredible to see the community rallying around this this guy who uh who clearly wanted to, to help other people so uh, sending our love to him we're going to talk some wrestling uh, but thank you guys for for tuning in we had a wrestle kingdom show this morning with uh scott edwards scotty wrestling uh, let me tell you that this is one of our best hires, Scott Edwards. This guy has been incredible, like dropping interviews with like Julia and Great Muta. He has just done wonderful things for our coverage. And as a result, you get early access to those things on Fightful Select if you're a subscriber. But also, we've got the Select Style podcast coming up soon with Scott Edwards covering Japan. We we love what Steven Jensen does over there with the Weekender. So the Weekender is like everything that isn't covered nightly on fightful steven jensen covers so it's like black label pro and gcw and and level up and a lot of stuff like that now we've got even more value for your five bucks at fightfulselect.com and i'm dropping some substantial contract news on fightfulselect.com today so make sure you subscribe we'll be here live right after the show we had a watch along for wrestle kingdom uh kate led a Sasha Banks, Bailey, like retrospect watch along and overbooked. Like it, we've just had such incredible content of late. And uh, it's great to see you back here, Jimmy. It's been a while. It feels like. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about how crazy it's been. Try having two little kids at home during a Christmas break. No, thanks. I'm still in the middle of it as you speak. So I, I haven't seen Wrestle Kingdom yet because there is no way yeah. in the world that I can stay up, you know, for a show starting at whatever it was one thirty in the morning Eastern time when I know I'm going to get woken up at seven o'clock in the morning. So yeah. I've, you know, I've only seen highlights so far, and uh, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, the the what first thing I want to do is I want to say a thank you to you, Sean Rossap, to everybody behind the scenes at Fightful, to all of our supporters, because I just got our 2022 report. Oh, you're welcome. And man. Yeah, yeah. It was our biggest year to date. We hit new highs across every metric. Uh, and uh, I'm hoping 2023 will be even bigger. So that's a testament to you. That's a testament to people behind the scenes like, like Melissa and like Shandy and our writers and our podcasters and myself too. How's that, Sean? 2022 was a good yeah. year and, and I'm glad with how things went. You know, we've we've had some people that, that don't quite understand our business model at all. And uh, we were talking off the air. I've I've had some people be like, you make this much, you should be making this much. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You don't know what Jimmy Van invested in this website. Like you you don't know that for the years that 
that like five or six years we weren't making a dime on fightful it was coming out of jimmy's pocket like it was operating at a huge loss and he was still like nope we're gonna steady the course i trust your vision and and he had some unique visions too. the paywall which i was adamantly against jimmy was on board with and that objectively changed a lot of things for fightful so um like it's been a long road and it's, it makes me very, very happy to see where we are now. Cause uh, for, for a long time, like it, it felt like the wheels were spinning and wheels were spinning. I knew the content was good. I knew that if it got in front of people, they would like it. And uh, now we're, we're doing very, very good. And uh, hopefully you guys can help us do even better by sending in super chats and humper chats at humperchats.com. That's how you get your question statement read on the air. And there is plenty to talk about today, Jonas Tiger said, SRS will be happy to know I subscribe to his Dirt Sheet channel. Congrats. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you can also subscribe to Common Bingles W. Jimmy, I got I got my own grappling with grief, but it's just about the Bingles. <laughs> I'm aware. I'm aware. You got your own Know Your News. Listen, thankfully, it's not that anymore. If this were uh, a Bingles podcast in the 90s, I could have just registered grappling with grief. It would have been that bad. It would have been pretty terrible. I'm still there with the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm there still right go. there. I'm with you. But yeah, I've got a Twitter account, Common Bingles W. I do a podcast over there on occasion, very randomly. But uh, enough with the plugs. King of the North says, have fun following Omega Osprey. Jimmy, that was one of the best things I have ever seen in pro wrestling, ever. Um, I'm going to rewatch that. I don't rewatch a lot of matches like the week of. That was one of the most incredible matches that I have ever seen. And I know that Sasha Banks is the big topic, Mercedes Monet, but I have to talk about this um, Will Ospreay, Kenny Omega match. So a, a lot of this feud started when Kenny Omega, who had been out for seven months, got in contact with us and somebody said, oh, do you want to interview Kenny Omega? And I talked to him like they were dumb. I'm like, what kind of question is that? You don't, you don't ask me. You just schedule it and tell me when I'm interviewing the guy. And we did this interview. And it was very clear to me that he was going to work something just in the way that he he kind of said. And I'm like, you know, that's fine. I mean, that's we're not we can do stuff like that. I'm completely fine with that. But I also during the interview will make sure to tell somebody, you know, this is going to be the headline. So when he starts to absolutely bury Will Ospreay in this very nice way of saying that he's talented and that he can do all this stuff, but nobody cares about him. I said, hey, this is going to be the headline. You know this. Do, do not act surprised when it is. And then, of course, when it was, he said, not the headline I was expecting, but which I thought was very hilarious. Kenny Omega is the best at this, Jimmy, at giving the backhanded compliment because he goes, well, let me dig myself out of this hole here. Then he proceeded to bury Osprey even more. It was amazing. He would be like, yeah, he's got all these five-star matches, but it was very much like a stepbrothers thing. Like, I remember my first beer type of thing. Well, then I interviewed Will Ospreay, and he cut this passionate promo this week at the press conference. And in a much more calm manner, Jimmy, he laid it out to me in our interview with Fightful. And he said, I don't think that Kenny Omega at that stage of his career, three or four years into being a main eventer, could have handled what I handled, which was flying all the way across the world. There's a war going on, so maybe we get delayed. Then isolating for 14 days, not seeing daylight. Then when you see daylight, you come out to complete silence. And he said, three years of silence will drive any man mad. 
And these two guys specifically, Jimmy, have been long accused of, you know, flippy guys, can't cut promos, any of that. Get, get the hell out of here with that. They built this with no contact, not being face-to-face, through media interviews, videos, and press conferences up until this week. And then what unfolded, Jimmy, was like one of the most violent, beautiful acts of art that I had ever seen. There were there were flippy things and all that, but they beat the living shit out of each other. Will Ospreay sold as well as you can possibly sell. Then, well, like, like you had the aspect of Kenny Omega letting his ego get in front of him and almost costing him the match. And then Omega eventually wins, and he's got a New Japan title again. This was special. I, you've got to watch this match, Jimmy. I will. Yeah, I am. I will gonna, give I am you my New Japan login for the love of God, Jimmy. I think I'll be okay, but I, I am, I am going to watch it. But I, I want to say this. So when, and tell me if you, if you think I'm right or wrong. And people in the live chat have said this already. Omega in Japan is different than Omega in AEW. And yes. when when AEW started, I was looking forward to seeing Omega because of what I'd seen of him in New Japan. And one of the things that I respect about Omega, and I've talked before about how he can go from zero to 60 like nothing, and I and I love that about him. But he was so, I guess, passionate about what he does that he learned Japanese, which is amazing. And yeah. so when AEW started, I felt that maybe it's because of the alignment with the Young Bucks. He's much more comical in AEW and, and, and dare I say cartoonish in AEW. But in Japan, maybe it's the presentation and, and the Tokyo Dome. And he's more serious and he's more all business in Japan, in my opinion. And uh, I have seen highlights of Osprey and Omega. I haven't seen the whole match, but I have oh, seen highlights. Incredible. And Omega, he's just different. He's different in New Japan and in that environment. And like I said, with that presentation. And I think he, he comes off as a bigger star. Would you agree? Like in with New Japan Pro Wrestling in that environment, he comes off as a bigger star than he does in AEW. Well, especially right now because he's in a trios right now. And yeah, he hasn't sure, been sure. in the world title picture for over a year. So I think he does. Uh, but like if, if you're going from an audible perspective, I think he sounds he seems bigger in AEW because AEW has like wild crowds. New Japan's are a little bit more subdued, but right. he man, he is he is so much the guy. But Wrestle Kingdom, I'm gonna offer my full thoughts on Wrestle Kingdom on Fightful Select this week. So if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. You're going to get a bit of a bonus show. There were a lot of things that I liked there. Um, KG Muto, I, I've mentioned this numerous times, Jimmy. He, Ric Flair, and Sting were, that. that's who I saw on a television screen. And I said, oh, I'm going to watch this for the rest of my life. And all three of them had matches over the past few months. And I'm hoping for a great Muta Royal Rumble entry. I want that so, so bad. Uh, the Ken, or the, the Carl Anderson saga is is over. <laughs> we it was funny talking to Rocky Romero about that because he was like, "Man, I know Carl was confident and WWE were confident and he was like, "But you got to understand, like I put this deal together and I'm constantly thinking this is pro wrestling. I'm going to get screwed over even by my friend, even by this company and it happened. You had a show in Wrestle Kingdom that had New Japan, AEW, WWE talent you had FTR who held the AAA and ROH tag titles last month. You had stardom talent, Jimmy. You had people from from everything, everywhere. Like you had some wrestlers who are somewhat actively performing on on other brands whenever they're in the states and, and stuff like that. Like it's it was very cool to see all of this sort of come together. And I mean, like 
for example, Leo Rush wrestled for MLW a couple months ago. I mean, I'm sure he'll, if he's able to, he'll be able to do that again. So, I mean, like this, this felt like it went smoothly. Of course, we're going to find out more backstage news, uh, but it, it was very cool. Eloquent says Okada's switchblade were great. Ending was amazing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co uh yeah Sorry, so let's sorry let's talk about the former Sasha Banks. So so now we can officially call her Mercedes Monet. Everybody saw the trademarks, and now that's who she is. Uh, I've seen the full clip of her coming out uh, after Kyrie defended the uh, IWGP Women's Title. Later out, cut the promo, said she's going to face her uh, in San Jose on February 18th for New Japan. Love the presentation, and I'm probably going to call her Sasha Banks during this because you know sure. it takes a while to get used to. Love the presentation. Uh, I, th- I thought, and again, that arena, the Tokyo Dome, it's a special place. Uh, Mercedes Monet's presentation, the music, her ring gear, she changed her hair, still looked like a star. Uh, oh, looked and, incredible. Yeah, she did. And, and here's what I'm, and it's funny when you talked about the different crowd, 
because she cut that promo and you could hear a pin drop because that's just the crowd. Yes. But, uh, but she looked like a million bucks. This is going to be an interesting night. So we're doing this on January 4th. And this is going to be an interesting night because next Wednesday, January 11th, is when AEW is going to have the tag team match with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter against Soraya, the former Paige, and a mystery tag team partner. I think that tonight, uh, January 4th, if they don't reveal the partner, odds are it's going to be the former Sasha Banks. Uh, Odds, I think, are pretty good about this. What are your thoughts on it? Wrestlers that I talk to think that it's her. They they said that they've been no-sold about it and all that. Uh, the line of thinking was, yeah, if they don't reveal it tonight and it isn't her, it is promotional malpractice in yes. that sense. And, and I, I would agree. Like, you got to you got to do it. But I mean, honestly, if it wasn't her. I would have calmed those expectations almost immediately. And uh, so, for example, I'll give you a good good example of why one talent thought that it was Sasha or Mercedes. They said that uh, that we were we were having these open dialogues, and I said, "Oh, I think they would want to manage expectations." And it was actually yesterday, and they sent me a link to AEW posting their new theme song, which is just a remixed version with the intro. And they said, "I think they did this to calm expectations of there being a completely new theme song or something like that." They wanted to show you this is our intro. Some things are changing. The entrance theme is the same. If so, say that is the case. Well, if they were willing to do that over that, I'm they certainly should over this because if they do this and it ends up being like Tony Storm, all due respect to her or anybody like that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of blowback. Yep. And Tony has been very good about not over promising and under delivering since a lot of that criticism of him doing that. Right, like uh, about a year ago when when it looked like he was he was doing that a lot more. I think that he's done much, much better. Yeah, he definitely doesn't do the big announcements anymore at the at the yeah. at the clip that he was doing. So that's really good. I I we talked about this before. I think that he has his finger on the pulse well enough to understand that you have to deliver Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, and if not, reveal the person beforehand. I think he knows this. I don't think he's gonna wait until next Wednesday and then, like you said, Tony Storm or Thunder Rosa comes out. I think yeah. he understands. So I think tonight is going to tell the story. And I think if they don't reveal the part, the tag partner, it is going to be Mercedes Monet. So we'll see how it goes. I want to get your thoughts on this. So you and I both know firsthand how popular of a character Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet is. Yeah. Because we've seen it on this podcast. Whenever we feature her, whenever she's on the thumbnail, whenever she's the top story, we tend to get more views. We also know what a polarizing figure she is. And how there would be a lot of hateful comments, you know, sure. mostly positive, but there'd be some hateful comments too. So here's my question. I'm curious for your thoughts on what kind of a needle mover you think Mercedes Monet will be in AEW with the name change and everything. Because AEW has brought a lot of ex-WWE people in over the last three years. And with the exception of CM Punk and Chris Jericho, nobody has really knew, moved the needle in terms of television ratings live event ticket sales, pay-per-view buys. I'll give Moxley an honorable mention because he has really carried the ball since Punk left. But in terms of being needle movers outside of Punk and Jericho, there really hasn't been anybody that's made a significant difference. Do you think that Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks um, can be a a needle mover in uh, AEW? Yes, but... When people say needle mover, they uh, I think with AEW they immediately mean like over one million. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but 
I think that needle mover is like a collective thing. Like just one person. Okay. CM Punk can make that difference. John Cena would make that difference. But I mean, we're talking about Soraya and Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, both being added to a women's division. You look at the cast of characters that they have around that tag match. And Deshire says, would it be a one-time appearance or is she going to be like a Will Ospreay appearance? I think it'll, I I think personally, I think she'd leave it open-ended and that's the thing. They can bring her in for big matches or anything like that, but she holds all the cards. She yeah. holds all the leverage. They probably need her more than she needs them in that sense. She's out there doing what she wants. I do think that she can be a needle mover, especially because there is a very, very specific audience that likes Sasha Banks that does not tune in to AEW programming by and large. And then when they get their eyes on Jamie Hayter, when they get their eyes on other people, when they hear Britt Baker on the microphone, as opposed to just reading the tweets when, for a show that they haven't watched, I think that will, will go a long way. Look at the cast of characters in that match. You have Soraya, objectively their most famous name in that women's division. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, objectively their biggest homegrown women's star. And then Jamie Hayter, who is their world champion. How could you put anything less in that tag match. It's true. It's true. I mean, even Jade, because, you know, Jade is, has become a big star, and I'm a big fan of Jade's. Even she would be a disappointment. And she's when it's, great. When it's, she's when it's a mystery tag departure. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. she's amazing. She is. But for that, wouldn't necessarily be great uh, for, for that. Yeah. And you know what would be great after that? If, if as Mercedes is leaving, Jade comes on, like, comes on the, the stage, and we get a face off there. Like, I'm not... We absolutely aren't calling Jade Cargill a disappointment because no, no, that's, no, that's the first feud I want to see is her yeah, and Jade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, Sasha better, Mercedes better have those boots on that she wore. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. That's what I want to yeah. see is that uh, I think she can be a major needle mover for New Japan and, and stardom. A huge, huge needle mover. No question. No question. No question. And, and, and the interesting thing too is it's with Kyrie. Yes. And so WWE fans can look at that and go, oh, you know, because they've seen Kyrie and Sasha Banks before. So that's not new. So that's kind of interesting, too. And and to your point, in wrestling in general, there really aren't a lot of needle movers right now. Outside of right. Roman and Cena and, and Punk, as you mentioned, there's not a lot. So uh, and she's she's been in the ring with Kyrie a few times, too. Sure. I mean, yeah. she had a she had a good match with her on Raw as well. But uh, we've got. Some super chats, got some humper chats. I'm going to try to organize them as best I can. Uh, but NBA Mixed Doc says, is Mercedes contracted fully to New Japan or is it a set of dates? How did Tony not get her on the dotted line? We don't know that Tony didn't get her on the dotted line now. Uh, Jimmy, one of the big things that I mentioned before AEW was a thing was that ROH really, really should have worked with New Japan and said, let's just offer dual contracts. Let's get our guys together. Let's pool our money together and let's just share because ROH and New Japan working together was enough to intimidate WWE into being like, "Uh, okay, we're going to bring back Hogan after all that shit because we don't want him going out there and waving at MSG. That's what made them finally sign Riddle when he was on the free agent market for years. That's what made them start to hoard talent was ROH and New Japan working together. So, um, I would like to see AEW and New Japan do this. And Rocky Romero told me that that relationship is the priority. So, I mean, the Bucks, I think, even admitted that if if there had been the option of dual contracts, they probably would have resigned. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree. And it also, it's a good way to supplement the income because New Japan is not a big company. 
Like I've I've seen their their annual numbers. They're not a big company. And if Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet is getting the kind of money that's been uh, suggested, I don't know if they can necessarily afford it. It's one thing when you're doing the Tokyo Dome. It's another thing when you're doing a regular event in front of, you know, a few hundred people or whatever. And so it makes sense to me that that uh, she would be working with New Japan and with AEW in order to meet her price tag and in order to kind of help New Japan offset that money. So uh, it's interesting. Now, speaking of Sasha Banks, I want your thoughts on this. I saw a couple of fan selfies that they took in Japan with Mercedes Monet. And in one of the selfies that I saw, who's standing in the background, Naomi was. Yes, Naomi was there and yes. Bailey were there. Yes. yes, yes. So there are reports that Naomi is going to be returning to WWE. I, and, I have not confirmed that. I don't even want to entertain that. Okay. Uh, because that is that is so far from being a, a thing. Like a lot of people, especially with, with when Brian Alvarez is talking on the radio, they'll they'll take what he says as a belief and make yes. it be like, he reported this. Yes. And he's got to clarify it. So. Um, Maria says, is AJ Lee a possibility? Greetings from Romania. So Jimmy, I, I don't like when I have talked on the air, I've said that AJ Lee might be the only person that they could put out there besides Mercedes Monet that people would be like, Oh shit. And that's for many reasons. At one point, AJ Lee was the most important character on WWE raw at a pretty interesting creative time. She hasn't wrestled in years and years and years. Mm -hmm. And it would mean an awful lot for CM Punk coming back as oh, well. Of course, sure. So sure, it'd sure. be like a multi-pronged thing. Is she for, not under some kind of exclusive contract with uh, women? Wow, wrestling? who cares about wow? Who I'm is going to care about those deals? You're going to sit here after you argued with me about MLW and WWE years ago and bring wow to me? No, you're right. I mean, I typically <laughs> with the smaller companies, but they're owned by Genie Bus. Tony Khan's like, no, David McClain, anything, anything but that. Yeah, I think I the bus family's got a lot of coin, Sean. I want to see it. I want to see that battle. <laughs> Brent Lockman There's says, a matchup. There's a matchup. Yeah. Mercedes outside the WWE is going to be a playground for her. Wrestling is amazing. Yes, it is. It is incredible. You'll love to see it. Um, yeah, Eloquent had also said, Okada Switchblade was great. Ending was amazing. And says, Wrestle Kingdom was fire. Wish that women's match was longer, though. Yeah, five and a half minutes. Woof. Because they devoted it to the aftermath. Yes, but I understand it. Uh, KE775 says, any guess on how the WrestleMania card plays out for Becky, Ronda, Bianca, Rhea? Okay, honestly, if I had my way of booking it right now, I would have Ronda completely out of a singles match. She and Shayna Baszler for the tag titles, I think adds an awful lot of juice to that tag team division. I would do, Ron, or do Bianca, Rhea, and Becky in a triple threat because those are su three supremely talented women and they're supremely pushed too. I mean, Becky's losing a lot, but Becky is perpetually over, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the way that I would go. I mean, they're definitely pushing Rhea and, and Becky because that they've already been teasing that. So maybe the Rumble, they're going to go one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, I was going to ask about uh, Ronda Rousey. I guess I'll ask now for a minute. What did you think of the decision? So Charlotte comes back. It's on SmackDown. Hot crowd in Tampa. Charlotte comes back. Uh, Ronda kind of looks like an idiot. She, you know, accepts the impromptu challenge. She's kind of like Yokozuna with Hogan. And uh, Charlotte goes in there and wins the title. What did you think of the way that they played that out? Man, it's wild. I watched the Wrestle Talk prediction show last week, and they had filmed it like two weeks prior. And Luke Owen and Ollie Davis, their prediction was that Charlotte would return and immediately 
beat Ronda Rousey for the title. Really? It was eerily spot on. Like it Maybe was Hunter's a fan of wrestle talk. Yes. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, our boy, Billy Batty, as they were filming SmackDown, uh, said that they had no creative plans for Charlotte. Boy, that's a good one. As, as kid rock once said, you get what you put in and people get what they deserve, Jimmy. But, um, like when when I look at, at Rhonda and Charlotte and the idea to, to do that, there's no money in the chase for Charlotte anymore. There's ne- there's never gonna be money in the chase for Charlotte until she's hitting 16 or 17. Which is that's yeah, that's when there's money in the chase. There's money in people chasing Charlotte, I guess, but also yeah. she is a star. She looks incredible. She yep. carries herself like a star, yep. she trains like a star, she wrestles like a star. And I know a lot of people are sick of that, but I mean, I'm not me, at I've all. Had, I've had enough of a break from her to where I'm like, yes. hell yeah, I'm glad she's back. I'm glad I, she's com- back. I completely agree. I still think, and, I, and like, I know people don't like to hear this. I think she might be the best women's all around performer of all time. Sure. In terms of in the ring, in terms of the presentation, great promo. Charlotte is a great promo. And uh, she's a package and she's been gone long enough. I agree with you. They definitely want to speed her up to beat her dad's record. There's no doubt about that. Now, I like your idea of having Rhonda and Shayna go after the tag team titles. Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But they also showed dissension between them because Shayna didn't want Ronda to take the challenge. So do you think that they might actually go in a program with those two one-on-one as opposed to having them tag up? Because uh, Shayna was mad that she took that she accepted, right? That, that's the story. Yeah. I mean, if they want to do that, that'd be good. But I think there's a lot of value in them as a tag team right now, especially with a very like desolate tag team. Yeah, division. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yeah. They'd have to get it off uh, off uh, the other two first. But Tom Lavalley says now Fightful's mostly funded by puns on sour graps. The, the money that they make us by doing puns on Tuesday nights is unreal. They they got through the algorithm issues and everything. Meet Norma says, shout out to the SGS. We did meat puns last night for my birthday. Smash the previous record. I am now your tribal beef. Acknowledge meat. Listen, I don't care if they talk about donuts the whole show, if they're making us money and, and they're benefiting from it. 
Uh, Eloquent says New Japan, Kenny Omega is different. Well, you know what, Jimmy? There's there's a lot of things that can be different. Like, I, I don't know. Your virtual location? When you get NordVPN.com slash Fightful? Man, what a great deal here. You don't you don't have the issues with with uh, New Japan. That's for one thing. But a lot of other places, Jimmy, their interfaces aren't that good. You want the old ones back, like WWE Network. Maybe you don't want to watch commercials for AEW. Well, if you change your virtual location with NordVPN.com slash Fightful, not only do you get the fastest VPN in the world. Look at that. Look at that. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Bam! Got him! <laughs> Got him! But you get four additional months free off your plan and a money-back guarantee for 30 days. So if for some reason you don't like it, you get your money back. Not only that, you're keeping your data safe. And when you're on that unsecured Wi-Fi at airports, hotels, restaurants, whatever it may be, that is very important. You don't want somebody getting access to your private information and using it for who knows what. Browse safely, browse securely, block online pop-up ads, malware, and online trackers with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And not only that, you're browsing anonymously. That is so important to do these days. Check it out. Avoid price discrimination. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. Got some more super chats. DNC Digital says, with the new regime and growing mainstream presence, is there a possibility of WWE films to get bigger, maybe streaming on Peacock? They're not really doing much stuff. Like, they did Rumble because somebody else, like, really put that together. That was a Paramount thing. But they really just don't do that. I mean, Fighting With My Family was, that was a rock movie. They they had something to do with it because The Rock said, you can be a part of it or I'll make it on my own, but I'm making it on my own. And they did the smart thing. But really, they, they've been pretty well out of the the movie game since 2020, since before the pandemic, really, is when they, they got out of the movie game. And probably wisely so, Jimmy, because their movie sucked real bad. The last one I remember was the kid's movie where the, the kid put on the mask and then it gave him powers or whatever. Make that. That one did well. Yeah, I remember that one. That was on Netflix or something? Yeah, I like feel that. like... I'm going to look. I feel like that one might have been actually made by somebody else, too, and they just... Bought it. Of, or oh, Yeah, it might, might have been. I, I don't know, though, but I, I could I be wrong. I could uh, be wrong. Uh, uh, we've got Jacob Donnelly saying, as much as I love Kenny and AEW, something about him in Japan hits different. He wrestles a little bit different as well, which I, I think it is important to notice. To me, he comes uh, off as a bigger star. Yeah. yeah. Trevor Robb says, Fightful Select is the best $5 in the biz. Cheers from Edmonton. Guys, the last couple of weeks, if you've enjoyed the What Do You Guys Want to Talk About show, where I just talk about whatever you all want, I do have a uh, weekly Q&A show over there. And Grapsity is over there every uh, other week. So pretty neat, pretty neat. And speaking of Grapsity, myself, Will Washington, Denise Salcedo, we'll go ahead and announce this uh, here. I think I may have put it on Twitter. Thursday. January 12th, we are doing the first ever Fightful Awards. It'll be at 8 p.m. Eastern in prime time. It's going to be very nice. Uh, we're going to have, we're going to hear from some of the wrestlers themselves. Uh, we're going to hear from some of the winners themselves. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys are going to really enjoy it. Come over there, talk with us, uh, check out who you guys voted for. All of these are a fan vote. None of them are Fightful staff votes or anything like that. So, uh, when people inevitably cry on the, the internet, internet, please, please tell them it's a fan vote. Suit and tie, Sean Rossat. Yeah, yeah. Suit, suit for no sure. No tie, no tie for you. 
I might wear my Looney Tunes tie. I might. I got a nice okay. one. Ryan Martin says, allow me to vent for a second, but I saw a bunch of fans criticizing Mercedes, saying she botched her finisher and got no crowd reaction. Don't get why fans want to criticize every little thing all the time. I mean, it's it's okay to criticize things. That, that's fine. Uh, constructive criticism is great, in my opinion. But I mean, I, she was in front of a Japanese audience. They're not going to pop the way that an American crowd is going to. That's just how it is. Move could have went better. The promo wasn't for me. But if you watch any promos in Japan from English speakers, they're usually different. Like, look how Kenny Omega cuts a promo in Japan compared to how he cuts it here in the States. Like, sure, he speaks Japanese. Different. Well, no, he doesn't. Not anymore. Has he not been? Really? He did that in the heel turn. He wouldn't speak Japanese anymore. Oh, okay. I, I don't follow. Uh, even though that he could. Basis. He, yeah, even yeah. though he could, he didn't on purpose. Mm. But I mean, I think it's fair to be criticized and all that stuff. But there are some people that certainly uh, just get some hate yeah, or, or yeah. give some hate and all that stuff. But eh, what else do we got? Have you heard if WWE officials have regrets about how the situation played out with Vince mm -hmm. and Mercedes Naomi that it couldn't be rectified? So basically the ones that I talked to realized that Vince was not going to book that tag team division any better than he was. And that was the crux of the issue. And Jimmy, that cost him Sasha Banks and it cost him FTR and it cost him Naomi. All he had to do was make it matter. That's it. And he would have held on to this talent and AEW wouldn't have one of their most over talents and New Japan wouldn't now have the most over woman outside of WWE. They wouldn't. You know what? I don't think Vince McMahon gives a shit. And, and probably and, not. No, and and even if he was still in charge, and I, I take it back to Bret Hart in uh, the documentary when he said that they're like show horses or whatever, and when sure. you can no longer do your job, they take you behind the barn. I don't think Vince gives a shit. And and I you know, agree. in in his defense, when you've got a talent roster of like whatever, how many people they have, a hundred, you know, plus people, you can't let yourself get too wrapped up in one talent. So. It is what it is. I, I think it was best for all involved, I think, for Sasha Mercedes to move on um, because I think she needed a fresh start. And you never know. Maybe give her a year, two, three years. Maybe she'll be back. But I think she needed the fresh start. Jorge says, could you see Mercedes doing Tokyo Joshi Pro and other Joshi promotions? She mentioned Yamashita as well. Yeah, I could see. I could honestly see her doing whatever the hell she wants. She holds all the cards. I don't know if she signed a deal. I don't know if she signed full time. Don't know about any of that, but she holds the cards, Jimmy. Like she's the one that has the leverage and she's the one that is able to say, you know what? I don't want to sign. I'll, I'll do a per appearance with you and I'll commit. Carl Anderson held the cards in July and August, Jimmy. Like, and he was able to work Wrestle Kingdom and, and WWE. You think Mercedes? God, come on. She'll be able to do what she wants, I think. Yeah, I mean, look at Cody. Cody did the same thing. Yep. I mean, you hit a certain level and you're in demand, and that's just how it is. Mr. CJ Lilly says, with her contract up this year and the amount of abuse she had since Monday, that made Alexa Bliss lock her Twitter account. Think the next name to leave the entire business to Hollywood thoughts. I mean, she, she locks her Twitter account a lot, but, I mean, that's everybody's right to do so. Um she's put in a lot of dog shit angles, to be honest with you. Yes. I mean, that's, that's going to get a lot of people saying this sucks when you're booked into a lot of dog shit angles like she is. And all she can do 
is the best that she can do. And she has stood up for herself before and said, you ain't got anything for me. See you when you do. And mm-hmm. I, I respect her a lot for that. An awful lot for that. Cause there's a lot of talent that won't do that. And they're just like, whatever. Some of them don't care. Some of them care about how, how it's viewed. But uh, what are your thoughts on that, Jimmy? So I was going to talk about Alexa bliss and about what happened on Raw on Monday. So I guess we'll talk about that now. So they spent several weeks building up the raw women's title match with Bianca Belair. Alexa bliss had to win the shot first. So she won the shot. Then she laid out Bianca. Then they had to sit down interview last week. She laid her out again. They devoted almost 20 minutes on raw this past Monday to the match. And they ended it in a DQ, the supernatural stuff. I'm not for it personally. I'm not feeling it. It, it. it was weird to me that she was getting easily distracted by some fan wearing a mask that did you see security was trying to make him sit down. Yeah. Did you notice that? It's weird to me that, and then, and then she was selling for a graphic, like the moth came on the graphic and she's selling for the, for the graphic. It's not for me. Um, what are your thoughts on this continued supernatural stuff with Alexa? Well, so far it hasn't been supernatural so far. It's been a graphic on the screen and a guy in the crowd. And that's where I want it to draw the line. I don't want it to get in a supernatural, Uh, but also I don't want Bray Wyatt to be his old gimmick, which was, guy in the seventh grade who likes audio visual class and can put worms on the the ring. That's how I feel. So let's talk about Bray Wyatt. So first off, do you know what the hell a Mountain Dew pitch black match is? Sure shit don't, but I'm sure it's something with stupid ass lighting. Cause if there's one thing they're going to do, it's change the lighting for a Bray Wyatt segment or match every single time. Good for them. They're making some money. I'm sure all the, all the stockholders and businessmen that follow me on Twitter are going to say, well, they're making this much money. Guess what? I don't give a shit. I review the show. I don't care if Mountain Dew's giving them however much money to turn the lights out on their damn show so people will run to the fridge and get an actual Mountain Dew <laughs> instead of watching the match. I do not care. And you know I they're going to have logos. All, they're going to have the Mountain Dew logo on the post and on the... I hope so. The, I, hope that, I hope that Uncle Howdy shows up double fist in Code Reds. <laughs> I hope he does. He's going to play Edward <laughs> 40 hands with, with a couple of Diet Dews. Good for him. Hope he does. Hope it's real great. Because, man, let me tell you, that zombie shit worked out really well. And I still have people to say, well, it's smart business because... Guess what? I've turned down all kinds of smart business stuff because I thought it was stupid. Like I don't we we had a lot of sponsors that have pitched us really stupid shit and I'm like, "Well, first off, I don't like your product. Second off, that doesn't make any sense. No, I'm not going to do that." Um, but WWE, they are a publicly traded company. I get it. Yada yada. I just want to make it clear. I'm aware WWE is going to make money off this, guys. I just hope that it doesn't suck. We don't know what it is yet. But given the history of Bray Wyatt and the history of WWE sponsor deals. I'm trying to envision LA Knight cutting a promo because LA Knight's a hell of a promo. So I'm trying to envision him cutting a promo where he actually has to say the words, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. I love Cause it. that's, that's going to kill it. As soon as he says it, it's going to kill yep. it. You know what I mean? Uh, now let me ask you well, about Uncle Cody. Okay. Uh, hey. William says, is the in-game Bray Wyatt versus Uncle Howdy at WrestleMania? Will people be satisfied if Bo Dallas is the one who ends up being revealed under the mask? They might be. Because WWE has long ignored the history of Bray Wyatt and Bo Dallas and the fact that they're brothers. There are stories to be told there. Real, honest-to-God stories 
about what they've had, what they've lost, what they've experienced together, what they've experienced apart. They were both fired. There is meat on the bone. They got Rob Fee there, who is very familiar with Bray Wyatt. I'm hopeful that that will help. I'm hopeful that Triple H is like, let's tell this story. Let's tell a good story and build to something very interesting. Because what I don't want is standing in the crowd with a mask and a graphic flashing. Because guess what's happened after that graphic? Not shit. Yeah. Nothing so far. And that sure as hell did look like Bo Dallas under the Uncle yes, Howdy it, mask. It did. Yeah, yeah. So He didn't take it off backstage. That much I can tell you. They're, All right. I, you better believe I asked people. They're like, okay. well, if it was him, he didn't take it off in front of us. Interesting, interesting. It sure as hell looked like him. So I was, the the gentleman that just asked the Super Chat, he basically just asked my question. I was going to ask you, are they now heading towards Bray versus Uncle Howdy? Because I thought it was supposed to be that these are all Bray characters. I thought so too. But I it was uh, like a split personality gimmick. Right. right? That's what right. I thought. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay. We've got Fan uh, Twin Blade saying Mercedes versus Maki Ito. Let's go. Yeah, I want to see her doing some matches like that. RH wants to see uh, Mercedes versus Julia. Me too. Also, check out our interview with Julia that Scott Edwards did on Fightful. It's under our exclusive tabs. Um, Dream Ninja says, give me all the Mercedes stardom matches, plus her versus Mickey James, Thunder Rosa, Sheeta, Britt, Riho Jade, Deanna, Athena, Jamie Hayter. Oh, there's a whole cast of fantastic talent that she's never had the opportunity to work with. Like, I, I see somebody saying her versus Sawyer Wreck. I, I want to see that. I, I I would love to see that. I want to see her against Billy Starks. Van Twinblade says MDK stands for <laughs> Maki Death Kill. She was in the ring with uh, Nick Gage at, uh, recently and said, where's my motherfucking gang at? That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Uh, Alan Mark says, congrats, Jimmy, Sean, all the Fightful team and Fightful Faithful. Let's keep the Fightful the very best publisher on the interwebs. Well, I hope so. I, I really hope so. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. There will be a story today that you guys are not disappointed in. And Alex Diaz says, any update injury on Seth? Is it a work or legit? Well, this was on the FightfulSelect.com backstage report podcast yesterday that I do every single week recapping our news. When I asked within WWE, I was told he's just very good at his job. That's what I was told. They could be lying, but that's what I was told. Interesting. Yeah, I saw him doing the X, and then uh, what did he post on Twitter? Something about reclaim, rebuild, yeah. something. It's it's the same thing he posted when he tore his knee out. Okay, interesting. I mean, maybe it's just a way to get him off TV for a bit. He just kind of lost the program with Austin Theory, so, you know. Uh, John Cena. So John Cena returned last week on SmackDown. It was great to see him, and uh, he looked good, and he's still a draw. 2.629 million viewers. They were number one in the key demo on broadcast TV. So let's talk WrestleMania because the prospective opponents are lining up. So Boy. Austin Theory, he, he beats Seth Rollins, kind of ending their program. So he's an option. Logan Paul has been calling out John Cena. Of course, Logan Paul is dealing with some crypto zoo shit right now. But uh, he's called out John Cena publicly. You mentioned something about in the past, John Cena against Cody Rhodes was talked about. Stone Cold Steve Austin is still out there. Who do you think, presuming that Cena is available for WrestleMania, who do you think makes the most sense for a matchup against John Cena? I like Austin Theory. If you're going to like build towards the future. I like Logan Paul if you're trying to get a whole lot of people to watch. And I think both of them could be very good. Fightful Select reported this week as well. Subscribe, $5. 
that before the regime changed, there were pushes for some people to do Cody versus John Cena, which would also be huge and also be big for the future as well, because Cody is, he's a main eventer, but also hell of a way to establish him, hell of a moment to have all that. But if he faces Austin theory, I still think like he might win. (laughs) I think it's possible that he might win. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, everybody would presume he's losing, so that would be a surprise, I guess. Look at the Rock versus Cena one. Everybody yeah. thought that then, too. Once in a lifetime. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So, okay, FTR. You mentioned FTR earlier. So, in the span of a month, they have lost the Ring of Honor tag team titles. They've lost the AAA tag team titles. They just lost the IWGP tag team titles at Wrestle Kingdom. Dax Harwood, uh, on his podcast, he said that their AEW contracts are up in the spring. Do you think that they're headed towards free agency or do you think that this is kind of storyline thing and they're going to end up getting the AEW tag team titles? Well, they lost an AEW tag title match in that period too, which is important to note. Uh, He told me the same thing Um, there. I mean, they weren't that familiar with their own deals last year. They thought their deals were coming up last year at one point, Uh, but they had an extra year to the point where Tony pulled the contract to make sure. But um, they, it was, it was, it's one of those things I think they want us to think that they're leaving, but I can't speak to the motivations of somebody like that. And there's about to be a lot of money at play for these two guys. And they, when they say stuff and they, I, I want to say Dax, Dax does the working there. When he says, Oh, well, we might take a year off of TV. I think that he does want us to think that not that I don't think that he would. I just don't think that they're gonna right now, their window to make a big amount of money Boy, it could not be more maximized than it is right now. They are white hot, even with losing their their hot acts. Um, I think they'll eventually stay. But also, a lot of Triple H's kids can be Triple H's kids again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because I was always told, well, they're not Triple H's kids once they go to the main roster. Well, now they are, especially Mm -hmm. the ones that used to be Jimmy, the ones that were misused. So yeah, I think I think that they'll stay, but I think they want us to leave. They want us to think they're going to leave. Right and by okay. they, I mean Dax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he's trying to maximize his next deal. His podcast is fantastic, though. It's really good. And like people are asking, have I heard about the Heat? Yes, I have. There are some people that haven't been exactly thrilled with it in AEW, but um, that there's going to be people that don't like anything like that. But yeah, okay. Uh, okay, I want to get your thoughts on Dominic Mysterio. So our own our own Kate Elizabeth posted on Twitter. She kind of went off on poor Dom a little bit. She said that he can't wrestle. She said that he can't cut a promo. She's not into it. She's not a fan. Well, she she's also not wrong. He can't no. do either. Of those and things. and yes, and I agree with you. Like I I absolutely agree that his current skill set. He's got to get better. There's no question about yeah. it. But I think that adding him to Judgment Day. And aligning him with Rhea Ripley has been really good, not just yes. for Dom, but it's been really good for Judgment Day too. I think that WWE is leaning into the fact that fans don't care for him. And I think that what makes a heel good is when the fans want to see him get beat up. And right now in all of wrestling, I don't know if there's a heel that the fans want to see get their ass kicked more than Dominic Mysterio. And so personally, I'm enjoying it. I like the stuff with Rhea. I like going to Ray's house on holidays. Uh, I think at the Rumble, they should do a thing where Ray's going to eliminate him. Ray hesitates for a minute. Dominic, you know, slips him out. And then finally, you get a match at WrestleMania. I'm enjoying what they're doing with Dom. I understand that he needs to work on his skill set, but I'm enjoying what they're doing with him. What do you think? 
So I do agree with Kate. He's a bad wrestler. He's a bad promo, but I still really enjoy a lot of the stuff they do. And I've said this before, when they took Judgment Day from being like the brood to being like Bullet Club mm. and being funny, I love the holiday stuff. That is so, so yes, hilarious. I agree. And I look at what Dominic is doing now, and I don't compare it to Rey Mysterio. I don't compare it to Eddie Guerrero. I compare it to a person that Eddie Guerrero teamed with, Art Barr. That's the kind of heat that makes people want to see you get beaten up. Now, Art Barr did aberrant, terrible things and like like outside of wrestling. And I just want to say, fucking gross. His work as a heel, especially in Mexico, really got people to want him to get his ass kicked. If in the ring or as a performer, he could, Dominic could channel anything remotely similar to that. That would be very, very good. Uh, I mean, th that's the guy who started the frog splash even. like So he's already got that one. But we're, we're looking at Dominic who can't cut a promo, can't wrestle. Has like the fifth best, well, probably fourth best frog splash now that Sasha's gone in the company. I think the, the, a lot of this should point to how good Rhea Ripley is as well. Mm -hmm. And how much Rhea Ripley has come along. Because Rhea Ripley is held his hand through a lot of this stuff, but then there are some lines like, I'm not going to make it in jail. Yep. That's so good. And then them doing like two days later, the hardened criminal promo. Teardrop. Yeah, the that teardrop tattoo. That shit is so funny. It was good. That is so funny. Yeah. I love that stuff. And him calling it prison. <laughs> oh, God. I love it. Like, that's the thing. He doesn't have to be a great wrestler. He can be the guy that gets his ass kicked. And WrestleMania can be Rey Mysterio kicking the living shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, to me, he is this generation's dangerous Danny Davis. And I, and I yes. know that I'm, I know that I'm uh, aging myself, but yeah. dangerous Danny Dan Davis was a referee who turned on the Bulldogs, went with the hard foundation, became a wrestler, but he, he became a shitty wrestler who was arrogant and thought that he was great because he had the heart foundation as his backup. And whenever he got in there, he got his ass whipped. And if you watch WrestleMania 3, you'll see an, uh, an example of that. To me, uh, Dominic Mysterio is this generation's uh, dangerous Danny Davis. And again, that's not a bad thing. Now, you can't do that forever. It's going to run its yeah. course. Eventually, Ray's got to get his hands on him. Eventually, he's got he's, he's going to get beat up. And after he get beat, beats up, then he's going to have to uh, tread water on his own. But until then... I, th I think it's funny. Like you said, I'm, I like what they're doing with them and him and Rhea have saved judgment day judgment day. When the whole edge turn happened, they were dead in the water. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like these two have saved them and they're a much better act. Also, uh, I just want to say the final number for SmackDown. I think it was the biggest since their, their debut on Fox. Really? I, yeah, I think so. Uh, at least based on, on our, our records under the fightful resources section. Hmm. Didn't the debut uh, do, do, do like 4 million? Mm, let me look. It did. Let me look. <laughs> no, it's 3.8 million. So it was since the second week that they were on Fox. Right. So since October 2019, at least by the looks of it. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. Tony P says, do you think this morning could impact some current WWE talent who have big upsides, but WWE say, see no upside too? A person like Bailey, who I felt was portrayed as the lesser of the four horsemen, more people who know their worth could soon be a big problem for WWE. Well, now the point of negotiation for WWE that they have is 
well, you stand a lot better chance of being used correctly now than you were before. And by the way, millions of dollars. That helps a lot too. Yeah, I, I think that there are a lot less Sasha Bank types who are longtime wrestling fans that want the opportunity to experience working in different places. I think there's not as many of her in the locker room. I think people yeah. want the television exposure in the U.S. I think they want to make a lot of money. And uh, so I don't expect that this is going to be a big problem for them. I just don't. Anime Otaku says Monet versus Hater versus Kyrie versus Julie at Forbidden Door. I think you could go Monet versus literally anybody in a one-on-one match at Forbidden Door, and it's a big, it's a big draw. Alex says a way to make the pitch black match work is to do a cinematic match where the talent can actually see, but they use the night vision effect to make it look like it's shot in pitch black. What? What about the the people in the arena, my man? That's, well, you said uh, a cinematic match. You said a cinematic match. So what's okay, EC3's thing called again? Control your narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a dark match where the whole thing was dark and the crowd booed because they couldn't see shit. Yeah, of course. It was it yeah. was a bad idea. And the funny yeah. thing is, like, Control Your Narrative had some really good stuff on its first couple of productions. Then it kind of jumped the shark. Mm. Uh, Shot Kid says, having a hard time getting back into WDB and a big reason is Dominic. I don't understand the appeal even with Judgment Day. And I actively turn away from anything he's involved in in the show. I, I look at him... Gosh, I don't want to say like the Young Bucks because the Young Bucks were always really great performers. Uh, they would always like take their their biggest criticisms and then turn it up even more. So people said, oh, you're doing too many super kicks. Well, they, they're doing 100 of them then. But with Dominic, like it is such like a parody of itself that I really enjoy it. Ryan says to piggyback off the Seth Rollins stuff, there's video of out, out, out there of him asking what the ref why he didn't call for the X. And Corey got mad at the ring doctor for taking too long to get him out. Corey helped him to the back. They've got a medical team. They have an actual medical team. Like, I'm not saying definitively that he's not hurt or something Mm -hmm. like that because anything can happen. But, like, they would just be like, hey, sit there. Don't, Don't do anything yourself. Don't move yourself. What are you doing? We'll come get you. But uh, I just I was told he was good at his job. Hopefully he's good at his job and also not injured, especially this time of year. Yeah. Uh, what else you got, Jimmy? Uh, you know what? Let's go to the list goes on. It's four o'clock. Uh, I'm going to talk go. about pro wrestling Noah and the great Muda. Uh, I'm going to ask you about Dana White. Maybe we'll oh, mention Phil boy. Baroni even. Yep. Phil Baroni, fucking nut. I know that guy, man. That guy. Guys. Thank you all so much. Leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe here to youtube.com slash Fightful. It would mean a lot. We do have one late super chat that uh, just came in, and it's from Mr. CJ Lilly. It says, I think that Alexa and Bray, or when Alexa and Bray is forced out by the fans, I think wrestling will be dead for me. A lot of people who like them, like the pitch black, could just be a lights out match like Rosa and Britt, so violent. I don't, based on WWE's history, I don't think so, but... Mr. CJ Lilly, I appreciate the super chat. I don't think that they're going to get pushed out. Bray had an awful lot of support. Uh, you objectively, the stuff that they're that they're booked in is not going to sit well with a lot of people because a lot of people don't like the lore. But I mean, you don't have to be a dick about it. Also, to those people, Brent Lockman says his calling for the X turned into such a trope in wrestling. They've had to create something for when people are actually injured. Refs have headsets. Ref, refs can talk. Refs have have the ability to communicate with the back very easily uh, if they need to. But uh, there you go. Guys, 
Until next time, we're out. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.